of the Massive Attack 12 Days of Christmas Comedies. I'm Joe. With me, as always, is Mitch. Hello. And we've got a classic today. Yeah? A true classic. You're saying classic as in that it's fondly remembered and everyone talks about it, or classic as in that it's older than 25 years old? All of the above. Oh, so it was... It's older than 45 years old. Yeah, well, that makes it... This is probably older than me. then, now, is it? <laughs> it could be. You could even class this as antique, couldn't you? Oh, maybe. So, yes. Enough teasers. Today, we are looking at 1970s On the Buses. On the Buses. And the episode titled Christmas Duty. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if I actually wrote down what series this was or what, but it's actually, I think it was a Christmas special that was shown sort of outside of the continuity of the rest of the seasons. Okay. Because they did that sort of thing in English comedies. And show a Christmas episode. Yeah. But what an episode this was. Earlier on, going through a couple of days prior to this, we've had a couple of fizzes. Yeah. But for me, the laughs came thick and fast. As soon as this episode started, I was thinking to myself, man, am I glad we've picked this. Yeah. <laughs> it was... All right, just quickly. On the Buses is a British situational comedy. Yes. About Reg Varney, who's playing Butler, is his character's name. Yep. And he's a bus driver. Yes. And then there's Best Mate, is is the conductor. Yeah. Gone are the days of conductors. And then there's Blakey, the Hitler mustachioed inspector. Yeah. I think he is the yes, inspector. He's inspector the boss. Inspector Blake. Yeah. yeah. And he lives at home with his mother, his sister, and his sister's husband. Yes. And that's essentially the situational yeah. that it is. And he's a bit of a womanizer. Him and his conductor are womanizers and lads, lads about town. The inspector Blakey is just the nemesis. And there's always, you know, he's always the butt of the joke. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the no fun sort of guy saying, oh, you've got to respect your job and respect this and you can't do that and you can't do this. And he's always rigid, fist up bottom. Yes. And, um, uh, and Butler's aura is like doing things to cause Blakey some issues. Grief. Grief. And, and we get that classic line in almost every episode where he goes, I hate you, Butler. I'll get you, Butler. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just the accents in this really get me as well. It's just so English. Mm-hmm. It's just English as fuck, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So, and at home, you've got the mother who loves her son and yep. daughter. The daughter is, she's pushed as pretty incompetent in every sense. Lazy and incompetent, I think. Mm. And her husband, who's even more lazier and more incompetent by the sound of it. So, yeah. there's no villains of the piece. I mean, Blakey is the villain, but he always gets his comeuppance. He doesn't try to be vindictive. He's just not an asshole boss. He's just a stickler, I suppose. Yeah. But he's the butt of every joke. So that's a premise. So, you know, they're, they're just lads. Yeah. You know, he looks 50, but he's, I don't know, he's still single and lives at home with his mum. He's probably only 35. Just everyone looked older back then. Yeah, so they probably did. Mm, and they got English teeth. And does his mum have a name? Or is she always just mum? Probably just mum. Probably. And, I mean, you got a bit depressive watching this because you went and checked IMDb and they're all dead. Except one person in the cast, so yeah. But then it was 1970 and they are all fairly older when they made this. But, yeah, watching this, the first two minutes, there's just this. I mean, we talked about it in previous episodes how it's almost like watching a stage show. Bottom is definitely like you could watch that as a live show. I definitely think this was filmed in front of a live audience as well. Yeah, but Bottom is definitely that. You can put that out as a stage show and you'd watch it where different strokes doesn't work that way. It's, it's it's definitely a situational comedy where it's different situations, different sets and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But this played quick. Gag after gag after gag and pretty easy gags too. Yeah. Like, I mean, the first bit sets up, you know, they, they bring the bus back to the depot. Blakey's like, you're seven and a half minutes late and they're sort of like, oh, we've got to do this and he's having a go at them and they're going, oh, we're going to buy Christmas presents. It's Christmas Eve, you know, how else are we going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And they pull out, well, I've got, I got my mum a teapot and it's like, oh, and you just knew that it was going to get broken. Yeah. As soon as, they, as, soon as Blakey 
got that teeth brought out. Chekhov's gun or yep. whatever. It's like it's out. And he goes, well, you should have got this. This is what I bought my nephew. And he pulls out a remote control bus. Now, a 1970s remote control bus has a cord. Yeah, it wasn't a radio control bus. It was yeah. a remote control bus yep. still with connecting controllers stuck so to the back of So there's been this like oh, couple of minutes sitting up this gag with the remote control bus across a desk. And that does in the end with him knocking. Breaking. He, he drives it off the edge of the, off yeah, the well, desk and it lands on the teapot and breaks it. Yeah, so Stan's playing with the bus and, and Blakey's like, give me a go, give me a go sort of thing. And he's like, well, I can't trust you with my bus. Don't break my bus sort of thing. And then he drives it off the edge of the table and breaks his tip. And it's like, so in that first five minutes, it's like, this has got more gags, what? genuine yeah, gags than Two Broke Girls already. Yeah, because you you've, you missed the fact that even before they got to the toys was the, the whole mistletoe joke. Oh, they did, yes. Because the, the, the women's toilets were there, so they hung up like, the mistletoe straight out of the, under the door to the women's toilets. And that was funny. So the girls are creepy now. <laughs> you know, the girls are up for it and they just sort of grab the girls and kiss them and they're all kind of good. But then Blakey upset, I'm going to take this down, blah, blah, blah. And he's like doing it and he's as he's pulling it down, the sort of more Matron-esque <laughs> woman comes out and he's like, ooh, Blakey. And she's like, man, handles him. So yeah. kind of like the other way around. And this is like, yeah, this is already better than two broke girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, in the end, it, it was quite fun because I, I have a soft spot for Blakey because he always seems to be the butt of the joke and I know that's his position. But he never seems to be evil, so I, I feel bad that he cops so much. Yeah. So in this one, they're all whinging that he's... He's whinging, he's got to work the next day. Well, he's not whinging, actually. He's just saying. He's not like a yeah. mopey whinging guy. He's just like, I'll be here tomorrow working, blah, blah, blah. And they're all like, oh, I'll be having Christmas dinner and this and that. And then he gets a phone call and someone's got the flu and can't come in the next day. He's like, oh, that's okay. He can't be helped. And that's very proves that he's not that evil a person. Yeah, he doesn't have a go at the woman that rings up for saying that she can't work. Yeah, he's actually quite nice and genuine. It's like, that's cool. Yeah, so uh, he's all like, oh, well, this, oh, con- this right. conductor's not coming in. So Jack is going to be <laughs> the next conductor on yeah, the so list. So the guy who's there, like, like, um, Stan's best mate. Stan's best mate is like, ah, oh, you get a glint in Blakey's eye when he's like, you're next on the roster. And he goes, you can't make me work Christmas Day. He goes, unions, yeah, this is the roster pool. You've been around. <laughs> and then Stan has a go at him saying, hey, you got to work Christmas Day. Sucked in, sucked in. And then Blakey gets even more glint in his eye and gets laughing as well. It's a husband and wife team and he's got to stay home and look after the kids. So you're the next driver on the list. So they have to work Christmas Day. So that sets up the premise for the whole thing. Yep. It cuts back to, to Reg's place. Sorry, Stan's Stan's place. place The next morning on Christmas morning. Yeah, so he's getting ready for work. So they're all having an early breakfast. You've got the brother-in-law going, why are you up so early? This is crap. I just want to go to bed. So Stan's got to go to work. So we've got to do our gifts. And they're all there and mum's preparing the turkey. Yeah. And then they're having a whinge over as well. Well, buses stop at two. I'm not going to get home till 4.30 because there's no buses to get me home and all this sort of stuff. It's like, well, I'm not having Christmas dinner at 4.30. I'll have it at two. You can wait. You, you can have leftovers. And big argument. And <laughs> we're actually saying, sitting on the couch going, why are they yelling? Like, and, it's, it's very loud. And I think that's where the being filmed in front of a live audience comes in because they are trying to project to the project, audience. Yeah. But the argument did feel pretty real when they were yelling at each other. Yeah, they were talking over each other. It wasn't the setup gag, setup gag that was two broke girls that's for sure mm. but it was very funny and very natural like these guys are they're probably comedic actors they're probably vaudevillians or whatever the equivalent was back then they're probably live theatre people as well Oh, he's definitely a comedy actor the The guy that played his brother-in-law he went on to be in your favourite comedy of the British sitcoms Heidi High oh fuck off <laughs> that's like the Urban Cookie Collective of British sitcoms yes terrible yeah anyway he goes off and does his bus and I thought there'd be hijinks for the bus but no there wasn't they Literally, it cuts to the next scene where they're finished for the day. I, from what I remember, I don't think you saw all that much driving on buses type action in on the buses. 
I don't know. But I, there are. There, I mean, there was a bit where they went on, on location and did some. You know, some mothers do have them sort of hijinks. See, I thought that was only in the on the buses movie. Well, I did. That was on telly last year. <laughs> I watched it. But no. And what happened was. He, he's stuck at work. He can't get home. Well, they're going to do the dinner, so Christmas dinner sort of thing. And the plan was the brother-in-law was going to get in there. They got a motorbike with yep. a sidecar, the combination, I think they call it, or something like that. And he was going to drive and pick him up. Hmm. He turns up from the pub. Now, I didn't know pubs are open Christmas Day, but I guess they are. I would have thought it. He's a bit pissed, so he can't go pick him up. So his sister said, I'll drive. And they're going, she can't drive. It's like, she's got a probationary license. She can drive. It's like, she's had it for two years. She can't drive. <laughs> so they do it anyway. So, mum gets in the sidecar, he gets on the back, she drives, and there's a bit of on-location filming in the streets where she's useless, and she's all over the shop. Yeah. Now, when she finally comes to pick them up, she ends up crashing into a bus. She goes, knocks over Blakey and his bike, and he breaks his teapot again, and she crashes into the side of the bus, and hijinks in shoes. Yes. So... What While we, this is happening. Yeah, <laughs> Mum's left the turkey in the oven and the potatoes on the boil on the stove. There just happens to be a policeman wandering past their house and sees, sees the smoke coming through the window and calls the fire brigade. And there's a, a really nice line where the mum's like, oh, I forgot about the spuds. Can someone just pop in and put some water in the pot for me? And then they cut to the fireman breaking the window and spraying <laughs> in the foam into the windows. So. It was nicely done. It was, it was quite clever in that way. Yeah, they end up coming back home, and she was worried. She was constantly worried about, oh no, the turkey's going to dry out. <laughs> it's like, and it's, you know, there's smoke coming out of the oven by mm. comparison, and all that. And they're going, oh, can you just ring up the neighbours and get them to pop in and do it? It's like you've locked up the house. How can they get in? And they end up having to fix the bike, and they get home eventually, and they're, and they're all panicking because it's not like they're oblivious to the fact that the situation, but they're all like, oh no, and they walk in, it's like, oh, can't smell any smoke, so it's all right, it's okay, and they open the house and. In the house, it's covered in foam and everything. And it's like, okay. And then the policeman walked in saying, they're waiting for you to come home. And he just sort of rubs it in that their turkey's ruined. Yeah. And he's off. He's off for his shift and he's going home to a nice Christmas dinner. No mention of Brussels sprouts. No. No. Not that English, then. Obviously not. Yes, but there was a ruined turkey. So that's the second ruined turkey we've had yes. so far. Yeah. And both English ones. Bottom, ruined turkeys. bottom end on the buses both had the burnt to a crisp turkey. Mm, but a yeah, little bit it, of a theme going. It was punchy. Like for a show that's what... 47 years old. Yes. It was punchy. It was, wasn't it? There was no downtime no. at all. Well, there was no wasted jokes. There was no setup, really. It was it was all payoff. Yeah. I was impressed. Like, this wasn't in our original run list. We, we actually kicked out a more modern show to put this in because I saw it existed. And it's like, how about some on the buses? <laughs> and I'm glad we did because I had a ball. Mm. Like, this is on Daily Motion. So you can watch this on Daily Motion. And I assume there's more on the buses. So oh, I'm sure to, there is. We'll have, have to, to check look for it out. It. And it was pretty good quality. Yeah. The only problem with Daily Motion, you get one ad. <laughs> and it's so funny. You, you go watch commercial telly, which you don't do anymore on Joe, I know. But you watch that and you'll sit, sit through five or six ads and it just feels right. But you go and watch Daily Motion they put one ad in. God, but, it's the worst thing ever. But the problem is they just randomly insert the ad somewhere into the clip. Yes, not in that commercial spot. So it's halfway through a joke sort of thing. But they do kind of rewind a little bit and they yeah, show you get a couple like three of or four again. seconds. Yeah. So. But yeah, it is weird. Because I mean, with even up until the early 80s, I think, everything was done in two halves. Well, English shows, definitely. Yeah, so end, end of part, part one. one. Yeah. yeah, so 
Hard to There's only that commercial in the middle. Yeah. So you've got to sort of split it somewhere and there is no natural place. Yes. And obviously this is so old, it's still in black and white too. Yes. Hmm. But it was good. I, I, I like this. I, so so I, far this has been, as far as things that I haven't seen before, because I did watch on the buses when I was a kid, but I don't remember watching a Christmas episode. Mm. And I would have been obviously very young watching repeats of this, but I, I enjoyed this. I, I got a lot I of laughs out of this. Yeah. So yes. We got a winner finally. Our bottom was a winner for me. You just love bottom. I do. But I love on the buses as well. <laughs> yep. So maybe English, we've got to stick with that. Maybe we do. Mm. Mm. Well, we'll have to find out what's further on in our list of the rest of the days. A lot of American stuff. Well, we're four oh. episodes down. We We've got change. a chance for some other stuff. All right. But yes, that that's episode four. I did look for a Mind Your Language Christmas episode. There wasn't one. I was disappointed. Well, they probably don't celebrate Christmas, do they? <gasps> Racist. That's what the whole premise of the show was. <laughs> well, racism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not not casual racism. It was just outright racism. Yeah. Because you could get away with that in the seventies. You could. Mm. They probably all had gollywogs when they were kids too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, two broke girls gets away with racism now. Does it? I don't know if it gets away with it. No, it probably does. Mm. Four seasons, a couple of Emmys. Nominations. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought they won. Oh, yeah. Anyway, enough about yesterday. Let's talk about tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow with another episode, and it's got uh, some pretty big boots to fill after watching on the buses. Yeah. Mm. But I'm glad we did. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you, Mitch. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. And we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah.